Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The views and opinions expressed on Unlock Your Wealth Radio are those of the host, guests, and callers only, and are not necessarily the views of Unlock Your Wealth Radio, Heather Wagonhalls, or Success Publishing International. Worried about retirement? Want to travel the world or just be around to watch your kids grow up, but you can't because you're drowning in debt? Now you can with Heather Wagonhalls and the Keys to Riches powered by Unlock Your Wealth Radio. Heather will show you how to stop chasing your wallet, eliminate debt, lose financial stress, and live the life of your dreams. If you truly ever wanted to have more, do more, be and give back more, now's your chance. Listen weekly to hear what others are doing to manage their money better with these proven strategies for building wealth with the Keys to Riches financial philosophy. Now, here's your host, Heather Wagonhalls. The Keys to Riches, powered by Unlock Your Wealth Radio, is sponsored in part by Audible.com. Get a free audiobook download at heathersfreeaudiobook.com and click on the link to over 150,000 titles to choose from for your iPhone, Android, Kindle, or MP3 player. Welcome to the show, everyone. Thank you so much for stopping by our inaugural episode of The Keys to Riches. We are so glad to have you. I'm Heather Wagonhalls, flanked by my producer extraordinaire, Michael Terry. Hey, folks. And we will help you get your money mind right on today's show with the Keys to Riches Financial Philosophy. I'm so excited about this new show that we have prepared for you. So first, let's talk about what we're going to have on today's show. And on every show, we're going to have our key of the week. We are still going to have our moolah word of the day like you're used to if you've been the listener of Unlock Your Wealth Radio. That's my favorite part. I know. I'm always about expanding the vocabulary. And now what we're going to be doing is we're going to take that moneyism segment that you might be familiar with from a couple seasons ago on Unlock Your Wealth Radio, and we're going to expand it. We're going to talk about your money dramas that you send in to us. And we're going to work through them on the air. We're going to identify what the moneyism is behind driving that particular behavior and what you can do to change it and permanently alter your behavior so you can manage your money correctly and successfully. So that that's the key here. So today's key is our first key in our Keys to Riches financial philosophy, and that will be acceptance and affirmation. Our moolah word of the day, I thought I would go with the flow of this all being new, and we will introduce... The phrase financial literacy. Mm. Yes. So that will be our moolah word of the day. And then our money drama is going to be about avoiding financial realities. So right. that, that's, that's, uh, yeah, that's a, a can of worms, it sounds like. It's- it is a can of worms, but we're going to open it. <laughs> And we're going to pull them all out and we'll straighten them all up. Cool. <laughs> so they all wiggle the right direction. How's that? That sounds great. Yay! Well, we're in then. Okay. So today's Moolah Word of the Day, and I thought it would be appropriate because we are starting a new season and a new show with the Keys to Riches Financial Philosophy. And th- So I thought it would be important to understand what you are pursuing with 
this program. So financial literacy, by definition, is possessing the knowledge necessary to understand concepts related to finance. So these ideas may include balancing a checkbook, understanding interest rates, employee benefits. That's a big one. And that's one that totally affects our lives. And half of us don't even know what employee benefits are. Maybe that'll be a future word of the day. Uh, And how the stock market works. (laughs) I'm laughing because, you know, my 30-year-old, you know, offspring doesn't know any of this. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) 30-something offspring. Yes. And so, so this is great. So, yeah. So perhaps that we should probably, you know, send him back to this show for the basics, In- including balancing a checkbook. Yes. Well, I mean, who even writes checks? And so, like, as a skill, it wasn't really taught very much anyway. But well, now that we don't write checks, but people don't even think about it. But you but but having a having a log of of your expenditures in, in some kind of software form is is the same thing. It's what now that's what we do. Right. But that, that is actually more involved and requires more knowledge than just simply balancing your checkbook. Well, that's true. You right. know, because then you got to type it all in yeah. and, you know, and then you got to categorize it. Because if you've ever used financial software like I have, you know, it's not just like you can slurp the stuff in electronically from your bank. You can yeah. pull the statement in yeah. and it'll auto-populate, but you still have to write what it is what category it belongs to, what type of expenditure it is. You know, I mean, it's pretty labor intensive. Yeah, yeah. But if you're self-employed at the end of the year when you do your taxes, it's a... It's a it's a godsend yeah, if you've been absolutely. doing it all along, absolutely. for sure. But but it's a skill. I mean, I don't have that high of expectations of folks. I just, <laughs> I just want them to be able to balance the checkbook to make okay. sure that, okay, I have no more money left to go out. Well, thank you. Yeah. Like, <laughs> how, could you how could you not know what's in your account? Oh, I, trust me. I guess that's, yeah. It's, it's very easy. You know, you swipe. And, you know, think about it. Like, you think about, okay, I made X, but you don't think about the auto debits that go. Like, yeah. you just don't pay attention to it. Right, exactly. It happens. It right. happens. Cool. So, financial literacy is what we are after. And what you're going to learn here about the keys to riches is we do a different form of financial literacy. So, let's just talk about our definition. So, we do brain-based financial literacy here. Because let's face it, you already know to spend less and save more, but you don't, right? Correct. Okay. So I do, but... But, but, I mean... Yeah. But everybody knows that that's what they should be doing, whether or not they do it. But likely, they're not doing it. And if you're listening to this show, you're probably having some challenges doing it. Right. You don't know what to do or what you were taught or learned along the way isn't working out so well. Yeah. And so that's a problem. And what people don't realize is we're biologically set up to fail at long-term money management. And so uh, it's in our DNA. It's the way we process information with our brains. And so we use reason and logic last in our three brain process. Mm -hmm. You know, we survive, we emote, and then we logic. (laughs) And so when we work in that process, you know, by the time we get to logic and reason, we've been biased and tainted by the other two brains that process information. I refer to this as the three amigos in my money code um, series. And if you guys want more information on that, you can look that up. But uh, ideally, what we want to do is help you get your money mind right. Okay. So this is about identifying what's going on inside your head when it comes to money. Because what we don't realize is the problem we have with money isn't the money. (laughs) Right. 
Right. It's it's all of the other stuff, right. and we're going to unravel that each week with each key. How that how that unfolds, and each key will build upon the next one, and and we'll be able to make sense of that. So uh, we're going to do financial literacy a little bit different because you might know how to balance a checkbook, but you're still overdrawn. <laughs> <laughs> See, so so what good does it know how to do it if you're yeah. still not getting it right? Right. You know, so there again, knowledge is superfluous without application. And if we're in, if we, you know, if, you may want to submit a money drama to our show. Oh, I got a million of them. <laughs> <laughs> so, and if you do, all you have to do is visit our website at keystoriches.com and you can submit your money drama for Aaron. If we feature yours on the air, you will get some cool KTR memorabilia. Nice. nice. So, yeah. So we've got mugs and t shirts and all of that stuff in the works. So it's pretty exciting. Oh, that's good. Yeah. So if we feature your money drama, on the show, you will be a winner. So it'll be really exciting. So uh, so let's talk about, let's get into our key, shall we? The point of this whole show. So the Keys to Riches is a financial philosophy that teaches you how to think like the rich and be in control of your own money. It also gives you specific techniques to create or fix your credit, eliminate debt, save and invest, all while transforming your current financial habits into healthy money management skills. And this week's key is acceptance and affirmation. It's a two-part key. And there's a reason for it being a two-part key. So the first part is acceptance. And one of the most powerful things that I have learned in all of my lifetime, I learned from uh, Dr. Nathaniel Brandon. And uh, he was a protege of Ayn Rand's, but he was essentially like the father of the purposeful self-esteem movement. There's this other self-esteem faux self-esteem, pseudo self-esteem mm-hmm. movement out there. Everybody gets a trophy. That's not self-esteem. But the father... <laughs> Of the purposeful self-esteem movement has his book called The the, the Six Pillars of Self-Esteem, and the first pillar is acceptance. So we have to come to terms with where we are logically in reality, not sugar-coated, not influenced by our two other brains as we get to the use the third brain, but where are we? And I accept that I am where I am. And acceptance does not mean approval, and that's where people get goofed up. So we'll talk about that Mm -hmm. in a bit. So then the other part of this, because again, this has to do with self-esteem, and likely if we're having money management problems, again, everything that has to do with money or our mismanagement of money has nothing to do with money. It's not how much is coming in. It's about what you're doing with it. And What we do has nothing to do with discipline. Like we think, oh, you know, we start out, we make these New Year's resolutions to pay off our debt, save money, blah, blah, blah. And then by week two, we're already toast. (laughs) Just like we only, we go by the gym, but we drive by, we never get out of it. (laughs) We stay in the car, be like, oh, there's my gym I just signed up for. So when we think about this, this is where we need to be with this key. So um, because our self-esteem has been kind of dropped to the bottom floor, in a multi-story building, we have to work to bring that back to where it belongs and where a healthy self-esteem resides. And likely our self-esteem has taken a toll because of others. So maybe we were conditioned as young. Who do you think you are? You're not smart enough. You're not, sure. you know, fast enough, good you're enough. Yeah. yeah. So, so you could be dealing with some of those issues that, that are causing self-esteem challenges that are 
showing up in your mismanagement of money? Because we got to remember, discipline is a conscious activity, but behavior is subconscious. We're on autopilot most of the time, and the brain likes that. And it's good that the brain is like that because it creates efficiency patterns. But the brain does not know the difference between a good pattern and a bad pattern. It just knows to do the pattern. Yeah. Unless you're having some sort of mental Mm -hmm. illness, it just knows to run the pattern. You know, so you logically have to decide, is this in my best interests? And and you have to evaluate logically. But unless you even know you're doing it, it's probably, you know, never going to be addressed. But we're going to... We're going to learn in our way of doing things here at the Unlock Your Wealth Foundation, our keys to riches will help you uncover all of those little unconscious elements that are affecting your money negatively. Um, When we do our money drama segments too, we'll be able to go through that. So what we do is we have affirmation. We have to start building back our self-esteem. And so we have to do this systematically over time. So that's why this key is called acceptance and affirmation. So in this first key, we have to accept what it is that we're doing or where we are that, you know what, I'm not as good as I thought I was. You know, we have to look at the fact that I owe more than I make and I'm struggling or I can't pay bills or even though I know I owe more than I make, I'm I'm flaking on commitments I made to other people. And we think about the big bad banks and we think about all of these things as stuff being perpetrated against us, but we were willing participants. And if somebody came to you and said, hey, I want to borrow money to buy this car or this house or these shoes or whatever, and you say, okay, um, here's a hundred bucks and I want 110 back plus, you know, so I want my money back plus interest because I, I have to make money on the fact that I can't be using that money elsewhere if I've given it to you. All right. And so if that person just decides that, you know what, they don't want to pay you back or that they think that your interest rate is too high, it doesn't matter because they agreed to pay you back. You agreed to lend them the money. You made a commitment with that person. And so you'd be really pissed off if somebody flaked on that. And But yet, for some reason, when we're the borrower, (laughs) that that goes out the window. We just chuck that, oh, it's a big bank. They'll figure it out. Yeah, they got plenty of money. Exactly. But- then, you know, we're not operating with integrity. So when we're not operating with integrity, we know we have a self-esteem issue. So that comes to the second part of the key. So we have to accept that we're not doing what we should be doing when it comes to money. And it's going to be ugly for some people. I'm not telling you this is a pretty process. You know, if you're like 18 and haven't had any big financial traumas or money mistakes, your acceptance phase is going to be so a lot easier because it's going to be like, I don't know, help me, I don't know. But if you're further along, if you're like two divorces and four kids into your life (laughs) and listening to the show, it's going to be a little painful. It's going to, you know, it's the, you know, what do they call that? Come to Jesus, you know, coming to Jesus is going to be a little bit more difficult the more baggage you're carrying. And so, but the, the critical piece is this acceptance phase because we can't move to correct something we're not willing to acknowledge exists. Yeah. I can't fix a problem I don't know about. And, and if I don't acknowledge that there's a problem, I'm never going to fix it. It's just going to be this vicious cycle. Yeah. So that's the first phase. And so we have to accept it. It's like, you know, when you had a little too much fun at the holidays and you kind of avoid looking in the mirror when you're nude. I mean, the, the only way to um, uh, make a move to change something is to accept it. And the key is, and, and, and the big piece of this, or, or of this key should be this particular element, is the fact that anger 
is a good emotion. People waste anger as emotion because they don't understand it or they think we shouldn't be angry. But anger gives us the impetus for change. And so if I look in the mirror, totally nude, and I examine myself from head to toe, and I want to vomit because I've gotten myself so fat and I'm so mad, there is my emotion that we're going to learn and take emotion out of the picture is going to be the emotion is going to be what I need to keep me engaged in the change process because change isn't easy. It's simple, but it's not easy. And what we have to do is we have to really focus on that. So the second part of this is to be able to start affirming that we're on the right path. And if you visit our website at keystoriches.com and surf over to this week's key page, you will find a link to the six P's for affirmation success. And it's a whole little mini workbook. And you can go and download this for free at our website. And all you have to do is use this process to help you build back your self-esteem. Quickly, I'll just enumerate what those are. So the, the first P is that it has to be personal, meaning it has to be about you. Then it has to be present tense as if it's already happening. I am, I have, I do, etc. Then it has to be positive. You can't affirm something negative. It has to be something that you want, not something you're trying to avoid. Um, it also has to be personal, meaning it has to be about you. You can't say, you know, uh, my child is getting better grades because you don't have any control over that. Yeah. It's up to the child to earn the grades. No matter how much you do their homework, no matter how much you study with them or take their tests or whatever you do to, to enable your child to fail, you know you cannot make someone else succeed. They must do it on their own. So, um, so it's got to be, so let's go back. So we've got personal, meaning I. Um, we've got to be... Um, uh, present tense, am, as if it's happening to us. It's got to be positive. So it's something that we want, not something that we don't want. Um, it must be within our power. So that was that that P. Um, so it's got to be about us, not about anybody else. Um, then it has to be precise. Like, not just, I want to be rich, because that's a vague term. But, you know, something that's that's achievable by your own hand. So something like, you know, I want to save, or I have $100 in my bank account, or I'm on schedule to save $100 this month, whatever it might be, to get you there, make that baby step. And then it needs to be practiced, you know, because our behavior didn't become our behavior until it was practiced. Think about what it took to learn how to crawl or walk, you know, three to 5,000 times to change a physical behavior. Or if you have an injury, it'll take that much time to be able to retrain that behavior, learning how to walk again, speak, you know, when you've had traumatic brain injuries. So um, this this 21 days to change a habit, no, I don't think so. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's wishful thinking at best. Because yeah. what happens on day 22? Oh, I'm done. And then we backslide. Yeah. <laughs> it's not really a pattern. You know, because you can set a pattern, you can establish a pattern seven to nine times. But if you want it to become a behavior, meaning it's embedded at the subconscious level and it's automatic, then it's going to be like three to 5,000 times. You got some work there. Yeah. So 20. But nobody wants to talk about that because that's going to discourage people. People aren't honest about that. Yeah. So it's kind of a crazy thing. So anyway, uh, you are listening to The Keys to Riches, powered by Unlock Your Wealth Radio. This segment of today's show is sponsored in part by KeepMyID.org, the only service that actually prevents identity theft. 
All others are just monitoring services. Put your credit on lockdown with their special offer for Keys to Riches radio listeners. Visit keystoriches.com forward slash keep my ID to enroll and protect your financial future now. So now let's transition from talking about the key to our money drama. So denial as a strategy. So we think that this helps us because, you know, I don't have to address those demons that are lurking in my wallet or my mailbox. And this is a common pattern. We fly by, we just keep trudging along. We just keep going, getting up every day, feeding the beast, making it happen. And unless we take that step to get out of that cycle of, of, perpetual debt and, you know, which is perpetual enslavement, but it's by choice. Like, so how do we choose that? You know, I mean, we think about, you know, I I love to use this example with credit when it comes to uh, being um, indebted with credit. And so if, if you went to a restaurant and you ordered a meal and it was $20, okay, and you paid $20 for that meal next week, would you go in and pay two more dollars for that burger you had the past week? I mean, I'd, I'd wonder why. I'd, 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 I'd ask why it's two more dollars before I... Yeah, for the, it, for the one that you ate last week yeah. and not including today's. And if you gave me a good reason, the price of meat you know, went up 25%, I'd say, oh, I, okay. Yeah, but you need to pay me two more dollars for last week's meal. Yeah. You wouldn't say, okay. You'd be like, are you nuts? I already ate that. I already paid you for that. You wouldn't, yeah. you wouldn't pay me any more oh, money. I, oh, I see what you're saying. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, But that's what we do when we buy stuff on credit and don't pay it off at the end of the month. So, yeah, you might have initially spent 20 bucks on that meal, but when you didn't pay it off at the end of the month, now you've got $2. So now that meal that you thought was 20 bucks is now 22 bucks. Yeah. And then if you don't pay it off again, now it's going to be 24 bucks. I was very guilty of this in my 30s. See? So how did you break the cycle? I did I didn't break the cycle. I got lucky. You know, I, I got lucky in my life. Business got good and I made more money. So I never, I, I shouldn't say I didn't break the cycle, but I, back back when the banks were charging, uh, the interest rates were so high that your payment actually didn't, your your principal didn't go down. It went right. up. It went up. Yes. And, and I noticed this after maybe a year or so of, of paying Chemical Bank a minimum payment. <laughs> and- I can't remember how it turned around, but I started making more money. I was lucky. I was a fortunate person. So, but you paid the debt off, sooner, as a, but you later, didn't yeah. stop accumulating it, or did you? I kept I kept accumulating, but because my income rose, okay, it, it didn't become a problem. So you did get lucky. Most I, people I, don't get lucky. I was like very that. lucky. Most people don't get lucky like that. And what usually happens to folks is, and and. You know, thank goodness they changed the law, but I noticed that too. You know, I was, you know, I couldn't figure out why I was always getting these over limit fees. I'm like, I'm not charging anything, but I was only making the minimum payment, but it never covered the interest rate. So now the law requires that your interest or your minimum payment covers all of the interest for that month. Correct. And some principal. I mean, that makes sense, right? It does. I mean, it's unfortunate that it had to become a regulation. You know, in the sense but that, that people's behavior has escalated to that point that, you know, they, they, they couldn't figure that out on their own. You well, know, I mean, it's not, it wasn't sleight of hand. I mean, yeah. you, could, you could talk about that for a few minutes. I mean, if, if banks are going to do that, if banks are going to behave that way, then 
is is it is it our job to to educate ourselves about finance or is it the banks is it the uh, is it the bank's job obviously i mean the bank probably probably did spell it out in fine print yeah in that little bible book and, and, and did nobody, you get that bible paper and nobody read thing? it exactly no, nobody read it right. because because the bank's lawyers made it too complicated to understand or whatever you know possibly but yeah. you could always go in and speak to a banker Right. Who will translate the legalese? Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, it, it's it's and it's pretty straightforward. I mean, if if I lend you money at X percent and you agree to pay me back, there's the arrangement. There you go. Yeah. Bottom line. Yeah. And if and, you're, and if you're too stupid and lazy to read the fine print, then sorry, you lose. Right. Right. The impetus and the onus of responsibility is 100% on us. We are 100% in control of our lives. Everything that happens to us is a direct result of the choices that we made or refused to make. Right. One of my husband's favorite sayings is, not making a decision is making a decision. Right. And it's a choice to remain the same. Mm -hmm. It's not like a default position. Yeah. And, and, and most people get into that, which is another moneyism, which is, you know, one of those fear of failure. So why should I try? Right. But it's still a choice, you know, to not try. And, and yeah. so yeah. But that, that gets us off onto uh, a different tangent. So, I mean, we can continue along, you know, and, and, and I kept going, why am I getting these over limit charges? Now I'm paying interest on fees, on fees, on fees. Yeah. And I couldn't figure out what was going on. And then, and then when I looked at it and I looked at what my monthly interest charge was and, and it was all right there on the piece of paper. Yeah, it's all there. I remember calling the bank and the, and, <laughs> and the lady at the bank explained it to me. Yeah. And of course I was, you know, I was upset. Like, well, well, why do you people do that? Why why do you, why don't you? (laughs) Did she say, why do you people not read? Well, that's what I would, she, she, I would would be a crappy customer service person. Yeah, she did not say that. But she said, well, you know, you have to read the, you know, these are the, this is the contract you signed. And of course I would, you know, back in my early thirties, I would, you know, probably mouth some nasty words to her but today i would not do that today i would i would understand what i'm getting into but that's you know that's a matter of maturity and and growing up and right and and you know again like our parents aren't there to protect us you know parenting is about and and, and i loved when larry winget said that on unlock your wealth radio he said that you need to as a parent you need to start with a perfect 35 year old and work backwards <laughs> and our job isn't to let kids be kids but it's to prepare them for adulthood and everybody is so focused on letting them be kids yeah but that's not what being a kid is you know i mean think about like you know, a baby giraffe, like he has like three hours to figure out life or he's going to be eaten. Right, right. Like, so his childhood is slim. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> he has to grow up real quick. He has to learn how to run and do all of that stuff that he does to survive. But we don't, we don't prepare our children no. like we should. So, so there's another problem. So we have to, once we're of age, we have to acknowledge and accept the fact that we don't know what we need to know about money so we can move to correct it. So that makes this week's moneyism, um, uh, uh, denial. Mm-hmm. And so denial is a popular strategy. And we have in our survival brain, two motivations toward pleasure and away from pain. And even if we've screwed it up, you know, it's still our tendency to run away. You know what I mean? And so because of that, we have to actively work toward things. And at some point, 
people, everyone can change and has the capacity to change, but people usually won't change until the pain of change is less than the pain of staying the same. So Mm -hmm. at some point, you're going to get so uncomfortable and life is going to become so unbearable that you'll just change to release yourself from that pain. So instead of waiting till it gets that extreme, what you should do is go to keystoriches.com and get our key statement, key affirmation, and key action item to learn how to fully and completely accept who you are, where you are, without judgment, and then identify the things that you don't like about yourself or that you need to change, and then create a plan to change. And we start that next week. But what we need to do is, this acceptance phase is a big deal. If you think about the the, the five stages of grief that Elizabeth Kubler-Ross wrote about, um, the final stage of grief is acceptance. So, you know, you know, denial is one of those factors in the grieving process. And so once we can come to terms with it, we don't have to like it. You know, acceptance is not approval. You can accept that you're screwed up and that level of disapproval is actually part of your motivation to change. And the more disapproval you have, the more anger and frustration you have, you want to be able to use that as the fuel to make your change. So you can get all of that good stuff uh, for the key statement, key affirmation, and key action item. Visit keystoriches.com. And for in-depth interviews with money experts, strategies, and members-only tools to fix your credit, get out of debt, and have more money and happiness, do what other savvy listeners have and visit our other radio program at unlockyourwealthradio.com where you go to get your money mind right so your wealth and happiness will follow. For the Keys to Riches, powered by Unlock Your Wealth Radio and the maestro of Moolah, Michael Terry, I'm Heather Wagonhalls. Now go out and unlock your wealth today. UnlockYourWealthRadio.com is produced by Heather Wagonhalls and the Unlock Your Wealth Foundation. UnlockYourWealthRadio.com and its affiliates are copyrighted 2015 with all rights reserved. For more information on the Keys to Riches Financial Wellness Series, please visit our website at www.unlockyourwealth.com. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.